0: What's up, family? What's up, family? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. How you doing? If you've just joined us on Miles McPherson, Pastor of the Rock Church, welcome to church today. We got a great message for you. Uh and it's not great because I'm sharing it. It's great because God gave it to me. And it's all up to him, all because of him. So I'm excited what God's gonna show you. Uh, before we start, let me give you a little preview of what's coming in the future. Next Sunday is Mother's Day. We're gonna have a special. Mother's Day service right here, sdrock.com, and we are going to have a special Mother's Day service on Fox 5 at 9 o'clock. On Fox 5, 9 o'clock next week, we're going to have Rock Your City, we got a new program starting up every Sunday. Fox 5 is going to be awesome. So we'll be here, obviously, and then we'll have a whole different program on Fox 5 next Sunday, uh, and that's going to be awesome. The week after that, I'm starting a series called, I don't know exactly the name, but it's something like, COVID-19, the end of the world, question mark. Is this the end of the world? We're going to talk about that in two weeks. In two weeks. In two weeks. Anyway. Anyway, so let's, if, you, if you're if you new, uh, hit the share button, please. Get your, this link out to all your social media. Uh, I, I trust that this message is going to really help a lot of people. Hit the share button and let's get on our knees wherever you are. Get on your knees, if you will. Uh, if you're at your house, if you're in your car, just... Get out your car and get on the sidewalk. It's okay. It's great. Um, and if you're sitting there with in your pajamas or whatever, and you're looking at the people next to you sitting on the couch, let's get on our knees. Let's take a second. Take a second. When we do this, we are humble before God. You know, we're telling God, we're coming to you humbly, we want you to speak to us. So, Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. And Lord, I pray you bless us today. I pray that you open people's eyes to how much you love them and how they can understand your purpose in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give someone a high five next to you. If you're by yourself, just high five yourself. High five yourself. High five yourself. Let's get your Bibles out. If you are new, we get our Bibles out, even if it's on your phone or your computer or whatever and you, we lift it up because we want to elevate God's word and declare this is God's word and we say word on three. One, two, three. Word, 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 word. Turn to Exodus. Exodus chapter 4, the second book of the new Test- Old Testament. Old Testament. <laughs> Exodus is in the Old Testament. Exodus 4 second book of the Old Testament of the whole Bible if you knew it's right in the beginning, second book. Um, one day I was walking around my house looking for my phone. I mean I was going crazy. couldn't find it. I can't live without my phone. Uh, you know obviously you got phones, you got cameras, you got emails, text everything. my communication to the world. It's on my phone. So I'm literally running around the house, asking my wife, Deb, you see my phone?" I'm tearing stuff up, looking under the bed, looking, looking places I know my phone can't be, but I, I just can't find it. In the car, in the backyard, uh, in the sink, in the dishwasher, in the gar- in the garbage can. I, that phone is in this house somewhere. And then my wife says to me, "What's that in your hand?" I had it right here in my hand. I want to propose to you. That if you want to discover the purpose of your life, is right in your hand. God's already given it to you. We're going to continue this series called There is is Hope. And we've been talking about the calling of Moses. When God called Moses to go confront Pharaoh, Moses went through these four stages of making a difference. As we've been talking about the series of how to make a difference. First stage was he had to know... God and and understand his relationship with God. We talked about that three weeks ago. Last week we talked about finding freedom. He had all these questions and doubts about, you know, I don't have talent and you know no one's gonna believe me and all this kind of stuff. Today we're gonna talk about discovering your purpose. Now, in your journey of making a difference in your life, everybody I know wants to make a difference. Step one is you have to know God. And what I mean by knowing God is know the, the gifts and calling of God in your life, how God sees you, how much He loves you. Then you got to find freedom from all the lies in your head about you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not cute enough, you're not educated enough, you're not talented enough. And that was last week. Get that message. We call them finding freedom. Today, we're going to talk about what is in your hand that you can actually discover your purpose by looking at what, has God, what God has already given you. Now, it's hard to understand and see your purpose if you have lies in your head that you're believing. Because if you believe you're dumb, you'll never accept purpose that has to do with you being intelligent. If you believe you're not talented, you will never accept God's purpose for your life if it requires you to be talented. So you have to deal with your lies in your head before you can really clearly understand and pursue your purpose. So today we're going to talk about discovering your purpose. So turn to Exodus chapter 4. As God, as Moses is having this conversation at the burning bush with God, God says to to Moses, go confront Pharaoh. And Moses says, you know, who am I? And God says, I'll be with you. Then, Then Moses says, well, who are you? And he says, I am that I am. And then Moses says in chapter 4, verse 1, check this out. He says, Moses answered and said, but suppose they don't listen to me. Suppose they don't listen to me. Now, this is a very common question. I don't need to stick the point to the screen, but I I have it anyway. (laughs) Suppose they will not listen to me and my voice. Suppose they say, the Lord has not appeared to you. Moses, you have no credibility. We ain't going to listen to you. And Moses says that. What 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 if they don't believe me? Now, God has called and wants to deploy all of you to expand the kingdom of God. He has not called us to go to church. Church is a strategy. It's, 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 it's how we learn and grow and be encouraged. Being in D groups, our small groups, that's how we learn. And my D group and my, my, my small group, we, we, we meet every week. We, we, uh, they were out uh, serving the police food with me this week. And so we do that to encourage each other. But, but that, that's a, those things are strategies that get us to expand the kingdom of God. Not just to be religious. It's not about being religious. It's about walking with God. So he says to Moses, I'm sending you on an assignment for me, God wants to send you on an assignment, and one of your questions may be, "Well, suppose people—they're not going to say God hasn't spoken to you." And here's what God says: The Lord said to him, "What is that in your hand?" He said, "It's a rod." Now, <laughs> let me let me translate: "What is that in your hand?" It's a stick. Now, I'm gonna read between the lines. God, how am I going to confront? Pharaoh, the most powerful man on the planet. Egypt, the most powerful nation on the world at the time. How am I going to confront them with a stick? And look what he says. Now, I would imagine many of you have had a stick in your hand. I mean, since I have been practicing and reviewing this message, I have asked so many people. How many of you have ever picked up a stick? Everybody picked up a stick. You broke the stick. Threw it and you hit something with the stick. It was absolutely meaningless. It had no value. It was just a stick. You couldn't sell it, couldn't, couldn't eat it, even though we as kids chewed on sticks just because we were guys, kids, boys. Um, you would flick stuff with a stick, and, but it was basically nothing. It, it, was, it was as close to nothing as possible. It was like dirt, stick, dirt, mean nothing. God said to Moses, what is that in your hand? He says, I have a stick. How is that going to help me? Every single one of us has picked up sticks before. It is as common as dirt. And look what he says. He said, cast it to the ground. And so Moses said, all right. Threw it to the ground. And it became a snake. And he jumped back, kissed himself like James Brown. I'm only kidding. He said, he threw it to the ground. He jumped back. And Moses fled from him and said, whoa. And the thing was, it changed. God took what was so common and he changed it to something. But he had to let it go. He had to let it go. And then it says, he fled from it. Then Moses, then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And he reached out a hand and caught it, and it became a stick again. And Moses saw a miracle. I'm going to tell you, and he said, that they may believe that the Lord, that they may believe that the Lord God of their father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared to you. I have. Turn, I'm going to give you supernatural power. Now you might think, okay, I'm still not getting it. Here's what I'm telling you, is that every single one of you have stuff that God has given you that you think is common, useless. You're so used to it that God can use supernaturally in his kingdom. Matter of fact, Exodus 4.17, you know what it says in Exodus 4.17? That you shall take that rod, that stick, and with it you shall do signs and miracles, this stick has no power. It's just a stick. But with God, God with that stick parted the Red Sea. God with that stick called water out of a rock. God with that sea turned dust into lice. God with that stick called locust. With that stick he did so many miracles. There is something, and I'm specifically talking about four things in your life today. That God has given you. Through which he wants to do miracles. Now as you think about you... Your purpose, why you are here. There are so many people in life wandering around, don't know why. What am I supposed to do, especially now during the COVID crisis where people are losing their jobs, losing their livelihoods and like, God, what do I do? And, 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 and trust me, um, I have sympathy for all those people losing their jobs. I just heard uh, last week 100,000 restaurants are going to close and never open again. That, those are people's livelihoods. They put their life into that. And I get how horrible that is. But God has a purpose for your life that can get you through that tragedy. And so we're going to go back to the beginning that you can start thinking about who you are, why you are, and the stick that God is the rod that God has put in your hand, that if you would focus on these four things. And by the way, I'm going to give you four, there's probably 10, 20 different things like this that you can focus on. But we don't have enough time. Hopefully we have enough time for these four. So four things, is going to require you to take notes. It's going to require you after we get off to go online and take some personality tests, some spiritual gifts tests. Because once you discover these things about you, things that God has, has gifted you from the beginning of time, God has ordained you from the beginning of time to do, once you discover those and start walking them, then you will discover true Purpose, then you could say, Now, here's how I'm gonna make a difference. So, first one personality, personality. A personality, top strengths can be found. And by the way, you can find strengths at info 52525. If you text the word info, you can, there's a whole list of strength tests that you can take. Some are free, some are not. And they'll give you paragraphs about who you are. So, Moses, some people have, all of us have natural talent that God gave you, you get them from your parents. Okay, Moses said to the children of Israel, See, the Lord has called uh, the name Bazael, the son of Uri, the son of the tribe of Judah, has filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and knowledge and in manner of workmanship to design artistic works, to work in gold, silver, and bronze, and cutting jewels for setting and carving wood, and to work in all manner of art, art, artistic workmanship. This guy was an artist. This, was a, this is a natural talent. My grandmother was an artist. And because my grandmother was an artist, it skipped me. went to my daughter. And my daughter has the same artistic ability. My grandmother, who was, she was an amazing artist. She used to take stamps, when people use stamps. And cut stamps and make pictures of bouquets and mountains just by cutting the stamps. How did she see that? That was a natural talent she got from her parents. Obviously God put it in her. But it wasn't a spiritual gift. It's a natural talent. Every single one of you have natural talents. Why is this important? If you don't know them, you're not going to use them. And if you don't use them, you're not going to be happy as you can be if you did. And if you want to know your purpose, one of the places to start is to understand what are your natural talents. What are your natural talents? I'm going to give you mine. Based on my, per, and by the way, these are my personality strengths. You have personality strengths. Uh, uh, these specifically are going to be personality strengths, and we have a bunch of personality uh, uh, tests you can take to show you what your strength, personality strengths are. These are mine, and then you can fill in yours. Okay, so mine is activator. I like to get stuff started. God made me. I wake up, I hear an idea, let's go. That's how God made me. Uh, Futurist. I love to live in the future. I love to think about the big, you know, what's going to be next year, what's going to be five years from now. Uh, communication. I like to. I can take ideas and put them into words and communicate them. God gave me that ability. Command. I could take charge of the room. Woo! This is. I love woo. Um, uh, winning over people. Winning, winning over, winning people over. I love to meet people that I don't know and win them over. Make them feel comfortable. Woo! Matter of fact, when I speak, even when I speak, there's people always that don't know me. That's part of woo. That's part of woo. Now, let me say something about all these things you're going to read. If you can put that list back up. This is my list. This is my list. That's not your list necessarily. I'm just giving you an example. If I know that I'm an activator and I'm sitting in the room and I'm not activating, I'm going to be, I'm going to be like, uh, let's go, let's go. If I know that I'm a futurist and everyone's talking about right now, which is cool, but how does right now connect to where we're going? That's, if I know that's where I need to live. If you know where, how you're made, you're going to understand why you get frustrated and why you feel excited. It's when you're in your gift. So what you need to do, you don't need to do, what I'm to encourage you to do is go to, it takes info to 52525, not now because we got three more of these to go. Take a personality test and find out what your strengths are. And say, okay, God, I'm going to live in that area. Now, understand this. People who don't have your strengths and criticize your strengths, they're called haters. Now, understand this. They're haters because, and and I, I really can't speak to all of them, but God wants you to understand how he made you so you can operate in your strength. God does not want you operating in your weakness. He made you a mouth so you would speak. He made you eyes so you would see. The Bible talks about the body of Christ having many parts. If you're a hand, do what hands do. If 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 you're the ears of the body of Christ, the church, do what ears do. Don't try to do what mouths do. But haters who, one, either don't know what they are or they're envious because you do, they will criticize what you are and all these things I'm going to tell you today. They're going to criticize you because they're trying to beat you down because they are being an advocate for the devil. You ever hear devil's advocate? You don't want to be the devil's advocate. You want to be God's advocate. But the devil's advocate says, I want to tear you down because I do not want you operating here. Just understand that. So when you hear people hating on you, telling you you're not an you're not this, you're not that, that's the devil's ploy. You have to stay focused on what you are. Last week we talked about... When Moses said to God, "Who are what's your name?" and he says, "I am that I am." He didn't say, "I'm not who I'm not." He didn't say, "Sometimes I am, but sometimes I'm not." No, he says, "I am. I have crystal clarity about my identity." You need to have crystal clarity about who you are. Fill this out. And when that clarity comes, let me tell you something, it's going to be so clear what you should do with your life. Number two, number two, uh, let it be, let it be spiritual gifts. Natural talent you get when you're born of your parents. Spiritual gifts gifts you get when you're born again of your heavenly father, okay. Check us out. So you can text info to 52525, take a spiritual gift test. It will take you five minutes and you will have a whole list of like 20 gifts uh, uh, categorized in priority. I, have, I had like seven that could have been number one. So I just took, picked these five. Uh, by the way, now, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. Paul says, I don't want you to not know this. You need to know this. These are divine graces that God puts on your life. The Holy Spirit gives you. And it's the way the Holy Spirit is going to gracefully, powerfully work through your life to do supernatural things. So here are mine. Again, these are mine. Evangelism, I love helping people who don't know Jesus know Jesus. Number one, I love that. Teaching, I love making complicated things simple. Now, when sometimes people think of teacher, they think of someone who's gonna give you a lot of history and information. That is absolutely a teacher. I love teaching through stories, which, by the way, is what Jesus spent like 75% of what he did through stories. There's a lot of ways to teach, but the bottom line is that somebody understands something new that they didn't understand. I love that. I love that. Hopefully this is helping you. Faith. Faith is I have, according to this, and I believe it, the ability to trust in the unseen. God says go. Okay, I don't need to have all the facts. I trust you. Faith. Okay. Some people need all the facts. They need the whole plan. I don't need it. I just need a God to go. And by the way, if you're riding a horse, whenever they tell you to ride, whenever you're riding a horse, they say wherever you look, the horse is going to go. So if you're riding a horse and you want to go that way, and you go, 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 but you're facing this way, the horse can be like, you're not looking there now. I don't understand how the horse knows where you're looking because you're behind his head, but that's how it works. So you have to do this, and when you look, your whole being just moves, and, and somehow the horse feels it. I don't know horseology, so I don't even know if that's a word, but that's what happens. God, God, this is so cool. God can go to me, right? He can just go, and I'm like, God, that's fate. Okay. Some people need God, I'm going to tell you five times, I'm going to put a sign in front of you, I'm going to have five people tell you. I don't need all that. God just say let's go, I'm ready to go. I don't have the money, I don't have the resources, I'm good, I just trust you God, let's do it. And then we'll figure it out later. That's faith, okay. It drives some people crazy, but guess what? That's how God made me. Now, do I need people who are strategic? Absolutely. That's why we have to work together. The devil wants us to be divided. We have to work together. Prophecy. I think People think prophecy is I'm going I'm to tell the future. That's not, that's not prophecy. Prophecy is declaring the truth of God in a way that inspires people to obey God. That's being prophetic. Thus saith the Lord. The spirit of thus saith the Lord. God said this with clarity. Okay, now there is part of prophecy where you can tell the future, there's also a part of that, but it's really thus saith the Lord and telling people like something like this: "God loves every single one of you, and none of you are junk, and He has a plan for your life, and you receive that. That's what I'm talking about. And lastly, exhortation, encouraging people, encouraging people. Giving people hope through words in writing or through words. I prefer through words. Now, you can go to text info to 525 to 5, take a gifts test. It'll give you your gifts from 1 to like 20, and it'll give definitions of those gifts. If you don't know that, you're not using them intentionally anyway. And the Bible says when you're faithful in the little things, He'll entrust you with the big things. And then it says, You will enter into the joy of the Lord, which means when you are faithful in the little things God has called you to do, is when you will have the most joy. So if you're walking in your strengths and gifts, guess what? You are going to have the most joy. A lot of people go to work every day and they deal with people every day and they're not using their gifts to deal with people that they don't like. They, they, they have, nothing's life giving about your life and everything's a uphill battle. It's because you're not walking in your purpose. It's because you're not looking at what God's put in your hand. It's not complicated as it should be. Let us see. Let us see. People. The types of people you feel specifically called to. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to sound like really, really, really non Christian. It's going to sound that way, so I'm going to warn you. I like some people better than other people. <laughs> I'll put it this way: I enjoy being around some people better than other people. And I'll give you an example: people who just complain all the time. Eh, it's just, it's just like, eh, man. No matter what you say, they go, "Well, I don't know about that." Okay. But then there are some people that are exciting and life-giving. So before we get to that, let me read something to you. This is Paul and Barnabas. <laughs> you tripped this out: Paul and Barnabas. Paul the apostle. Grew bold and said, it was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. He's talking to Jews who rejected the word. He's talking to Jews who rejected. He said, listen, I came to you first. I, I gave you opportunity. But since you rejected and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, I'm going to go to the Gentiles. Now, there were Jews and Gentiles, Jews and non Jews. He says, I'm, I'm coming to you first. All right, I'm going to go over here now. That's what I'm going to focus on. So, why is this important? Because you can't help everybody in every way. You cannot help everybody in every way. You cannot help everybody in every way. So, stop trying. Some people, when I first started ministry, I was a youth pastor, I did youth ministry. That was my passion. I love young people. And still to this day as you are going to see. So if you think about here is your natural talent, your spiritual gifts, by the way, they go together. <laughs> and then who are the people you love to be around. Now I don't really have any scientific way you are figuring this out. Other than asking yourself, what, who, gives it, who gives you life to be around? I mean, I'm sure there's some scientific way. But I don't have it. So you just ask, ask your heart. Look what it says. I uh, Go back, uh, forward, yes, there we go, right there, thank you. Those alienated from God, I love talking to people who are alienated from God. Why? Because I love bringing people to God. Why? Because God gave me evangelistic gift and a gift of exhortation, And he gave me the, the, the personality of communication to speak it. Who? see all that? See all that, that's why I'm loud. In addition, I'm from New York, but I'm also loud because that's how God made me. He gave me volume. Gave me volume. Uh, Those who hunger for God's best in their life. People say, I don't want God's... It's like, listen, it's a challenge to get them, but okay. People say, no, I want want what God wants to me. Athletes, I prefer or I get more life being around athletes than non athletes in general, in general. Why? Because that's what I did. I just did a, did a, did a Bible study yesterday for 23 female athletes, mostly from Stanford, um, and I, I could to talk to them all day long. These athletes, uh, two, two weeks ago, I did 120 athletes from my alma mater, University of New Haven, got to talk to them. All these are 20 somethings. Athletes. Love it, love it, love it. Athletes. Is that, does that mean that athletes are better? No, this is just me. You got to pick for you. You got to pick for you. Okay. Young, youth, young people. And by the way, youth is not only young in age, young in attitude. Some people are just youthful. I love it. They, they can joke, have fun. I met a guy uh, who was on my block. He was walking down my block with his wife. Never met him before. And, 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 and because I'm woo, love meeting people and winning people over, I, I, I pointed to him from my car. and says, I know you. I didn't know him. And he pointed at me and said, I know you. But he did, because he was at a conference. And we started talking, and he's a young, young guy, young athlete. <laughs> Talked to that dude and his wife all day long. Me and my wife were with him. We, were, we got, jumped out the car, started talking for like a half an hour. Why? That's who God put on my heart. And then leaders, people who are going to make a change. You have to decide who are the five kinds. It could be four kinds, three kinds. It could just be one kind. It do not matter. There's no magic in the number five. Who do you like being around? What kind of people give you life? What kind of people motivate you to be around? Because if you stopped and thought about it, you probably by accident meet those people and you feel good. And then by accident, you meet other people and you don't feel good. And then by accident, you meet the kind of people that you like and you feel good. And it's, there's no system to it, there's no plan. Well, you can make a plan. You can say, you know what? I'm going to intentionally use my personality and my spiritual gifts to bless these kind of people. You can do that. You can do that. And you don't have to be in full-time ministry to do that. You can do that. This is what this is where how you're going to understand your purpose. And lastly, number four, letter D, letter D. This is passions or calling, uh, five activities, ministry activities that give you life. Luke chapter 4. Jesus said, "The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. This is what Jesus said. This is what he came. Now I'm not saying this, that has to be yours, um, it's specifically. Of course we're doing this in general. But this is an example. He said, he has called me to preach. He He has sent me, God, this is Jesus talking. God, The Father has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Proclaim liberty to captives. And recovery of the sight of the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is what Jesus said about him. What has God called you to do with your personality, your and your and your natural talent? And by the way, natural talent is also not only your personality, but your physical talent, your artistic talent, all of that. What is God? That's your package. That's your physical, natural package. Then you have your spiritual, supernatural package, your divine capacities. And then the certain people that God has put on your heart. And and, and how has he called you to minister to them? This is this is mine. I like to offer salvation to the lost. Of course, that's evangelism. Evangelizing, youthful minded people who are alienated from God. Boom! With the gift of communication and faith and the prophetic. By the way, if you, if you, if you attach the prophecy, the, 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 the ability to declare truth over somebody by faith, I'm gonna do it, even though you don't look like you wanna hear it, but I'm gonna do it in the way you receive it. That's what God wants to use. I love to give hope to the hopeless. People who have no hope, oh, I love giving them hope. Why? Because God is a God of hope. There is no problem too big for him. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm called to do. That's what I've been doing. Vision to the blind. I can't see how my life is going to work out. I can't see how I can make it tomorrow. I can't see how I'm going to eat. I can't see how how I can be lovable. I can't see how I can be valuable. I want to help you see that. Unified and divided, bring people together. Jesus prayed in John seventeen that we would be one. One is the number of unity; two is the number of division. God, the devil wants to divide us, and then challenge the discouraged and encourage the discouraged. People who are just and I can that list could be twenty things, but you get the idea. What do you want to do? If all you think about is you, I'm going to get paid. I'm trying to get mine. You'll be miserable your whole life. You will be miserable your whole life. But if you say, God, tell me my natural talents, my natural gifts, my personality. Tell me my spiritual gifts. Text the word info. You can find all this stuff out. Show me the people you want me to focus on. It doesn't mean you ignore other people. It means you just focus on some because that's who God has called you to be an expert in. And show me what you want me to do with all of that. And if you chew on that and start walking down that path, oh, not only will you you have life, Not not only will you be excited, You will have purpose and you will realize that you are way bigger than your job. You are way bigger than a paycheck. You are way bigger than what someone else says you are or not. You will realize what God has ordained you to be. Now, me, what I want to do is help you understand Jesus. (laughs) And help you have a relationship with him. So let me tell you this. God loves you. He loves you so much he died on the cross for your sin. And then he rose from the dead. And when he rose from the dead, he said, I just conquered death. And then he ascended into heaven. And he's praying for you. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that the penalty of our sin is death. Death is separation from life. (laughs) Doesn't mean you're not functioning. If you've ever been hung over, that's just a little taste of death. It's separation for peace and health. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and the penalty is death. But Jesus Christ died to pay for your sin and rose from the dead. And if you say to God, God, I believe you made me. I believe you designed me. I believe you have a purpose in my life. But I also believe I'm a sinner and I've been pushing you away. Please forgive me. Jesus, please forgive me. Fill me with the spirit of God. This is not about going to heaven. It's about being a disciple. It's about making Jesus your Lord. Your Lord, King. He's in charge. And he will supernaturally transform your life. Open your eyes. Show you your purpose. And you'll stop trying to please people, trying to make a certain amount of money, trying to buy stuff to make you feel good. That is so empty. And God has not given anybody the calling just to be rich. By the way, God will give you the ability to be rich. Don't get me wrong. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, in the fifth book of the Old Testament, that God is the one who gives the ability to make wealth, but so that his covenant will be fulfilled. It's all for his glory. Everything's about Him. Everything. 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 It's all about Him. Making Him look good. Why? Because He's God and we ain't. But here's the cool thing when you make God look good, you look good. When you make God feel good, not that He can make Him feel good, when you honor Him and worship Him and glorify Him in what you do, you feel good. It's a win, 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 win. But you have to surrender. So in a minute, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to surrender your life. To Jesus, That means you are putting him on the throne of your life. That means he is in charge. He's the boss. I did that 36 years ago. Stopped doing cocaine in one day. Because he gave me power I didn't have. So if you would like to surrender your life to Jesus, the Bible calls being born again. We have earthly parents. How do we have them? We are born of them. We have a heavenly father. How do we have that? We are born of him. It's not complicated. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Simple prayer. Simple prayer of declaring, A, admitting that you're a sinner. We're all sinners. B, believe that Jesus died and rose from the dead for your sin. C, confess. Agree. To surrender your sin to him. Surrender your life to him. So right now I'm going to ask all of you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And just listen very carefully. Your ear may hear my voice but your heart is hearing God's voice. And that voice in your heart, that small still voice is telling you I love you. I know you. I've been waiting for this moment all your life. I have a plan for your life. I designed you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And if you surrender your life to me, I will show you great and mighty things that you don't even know. And I will do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ever ask or imagine. But you need to surrender to me. I'm not looking for church membership. I'm looking for lordship in your life. So in the privacy of your heart, if you would like to surrender your life to Jesus, pray this prayer with me by faith, trusting, He listens, he's listening, he loves you, and he's ready and willing to start over. So in the privacy of your heart, pray dear God, I admit that I am a sinner, and that the penalty of my sin is death. I believe. That Jesus is Lord. That He died and rose from the dead. I confess my sin to Jesus. I turn away from my way of doing things. Jesus, be the Lord and master of my life. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's let's give the Lord a hand. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, you just established a relationship with God. A relationship, not a religion. A relationship with a living God who rose from the dead is alive today. If you can text the word saved to 52525, we would love to follow up with you. Text the word save to 525. If you're on our platform, you can hit the raise your hand button. Um, but we are so excited for you. We want to help you get in a group where people can help you walk with God. Learn about what it means to be a Christian. This is not fire insurance from hell. Where you sign a dotted line go about your business. This is a relationship. And so I'm going to pray for you one more time. But I want to encourage you come next week. Tell your friends to come next week. We're going to have a special Mother's Day message. And the week after that we're going to start a series called COVID-19, the end of the world. With a question mark. Is it the end of the world? Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your goodness. Lord, I know there are people all over the world who are saying, Lord, I just want to be what you made me to be. People who've just given their lives to you. I pray that you reveal your power in their life. Clarity about their purpose. In Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus constantly preached the gospel and demonstrated how to live the kingdom life that is available for every believer. Starting Tuesday, May 19th, we start a six-week course called Kingdom Life in partnership with our Rock School of Ministry that is designed to equip believers through teaching, modeling, and experiencing the gifts of the Holy Spirit in order to expand the kingdom of God in San Diego. Let's do this together. Text info to 52525 to take your next step today. God bless you, Rock Church. We will see you next week.